Welcome to There Are Good Things Here, the podcast where we reflect on the lessons Katie Hubbard learned about living as she was preparing to die. I'm your host, Norman Hubbard, and I never once opened Katie's journals while she was alive. Now I'm opening them up to you so you can discover resources for your faith, refreshing honesty, and unexpected joy for the journey through a painful world with a wonderful God. Well, thanks for your patience, those of you who have faithfully followed along with this podcast as they've been released. I'm a few days late, and the date for the next journal entry that I'm going to read will tell you why. It was written on July 4th, 2015, and uh, we just celebrated July 4th as a family up at Katie's family's lake house. And that's where we were in 2015 also, and I'm a few days behind. But let me read you from Katie's short journal entry from that day uh, in 2015, and then I want to read uh, a post that she placed on Caring Bridge that talks about our next steps for treatment. Katie's post from July 4th, 2015, Dear Lord, thankful for the 4th of July, thankful for a free nation, Thankful to be at the lake. Very tired today, though. We've been building fires all week. We have burned lots and lots of wood. It brings new meaning to the term consuming fire. And I know some of you who live down south may be thinking, why were you burning wood on July 4th? Well, we were in Wisconsin in the North Woods, and chances are it was pretty cold. And I can also say we were probably there with Katie's brother, Ted, and he is known for burning lots and lots of wood in the fire pit. Katie ends her journal entry for July 4th with a reflection on Hebrews 11, 1 and 2. We have faith for what is not yet seen, only hoped for. It's not faith if we've already seen it, or if it's done. I walk by faith, believing for healing. By faith, we understand that the worlds were made. As Katie trusted in the Lord for healing, she had reached a point in her life where chemotherapy was no longer a viable option for her. And she explains this in a journal entry on CaringBridge and also what this will entail for her, for us as a family. This is a post that she made on July 8th. 2015, entitled Onward. At 6.30 a.m. this Sunday, July 12th, Norman and I will, Lord willing, board a plane and fly out for two weeks of treatment in Mexico. An opportunity has been made available to me to receive treatment at the New Hope Clinic in San Luis de Rio de Colorado. I believe that the Lord has clearly and miraculously opened this door for me, and Norman and I feel that this is a good next step. In mid-June, it was clear by my white blood cell count that my body was not responding well to the chemo that I was on. I needed to get off the chemo until my white cell counts came up, and they have not really come up. In light of this, This seems like an excellent time to suspend my chemo and pursue the treatments offered at this clinic. 
I will receive 12 days of nonstop treatments, infusions, etc. We are scheduled to return on Saturday, July 25th. As we step out in this new direction, I'm encountering a wide range of emotions. Gratitude that this course is available to me. Sadness that I have to have this treatment at all. Overwhelm that God would give me this option. Distress over leaving my kids, especially Joe, for two weeks to be out of the country. Thankful that Norman will be with me. Thankful for my friends and family who are rallying around me to watch my kids while I'm gone. Please continue to pray for us. There are so many details to pull together before I go. Once again, all of this occurs on top of normal life. Norman and Tom are currently at freshman orientation at Mizzou, that is the University of Missouri. Norman is stretched in about 17 different directions at the moment between work, family, and my health. I cry anytime I talk to anyone about helping out while we're gone. I'm not complaining, I'm just being real. The first week we will be gone, I have two great gals watching over the operations here. It's quite a range to have on one hand a seven-year-old and then on the other a graduated senior. I'm very thankful for these girls. Both have lived with us and know our home and kids well. The second week, my sister-in-law, whom my kids are very close to, will come and whip everyone into shape. Please pray for all of them while we are gone. All of these women are helping me out on top of their own very full lives. While my teenagers are very competent, I'm mindful that it has a big stress or it is a big stress on them to have mom and dad out of the country because your mom has a serious cancer diagnosis. Please pray for peace for them. My mom is currently recovering from surgery of her own, and I would ask for prayer for her as well, as she is progressing slowly, and I'm sure it doesn't help to have a daughter in my situation. Meh. Most of all, I continue to pray for God's healing in my body and that I will rest in his will for me and my family, whatever that may be. I know that it might be hard for some of you to hear that I'm pursuing alternative treatment. Please know that this is not a decision that we have made lightly or quickly. We frequently discussed over the years that if my cancer metastasized, I would choose alternative treatment over radical or aggressive chemo. The quality of life is just too poor for me to walk that road. This is an intensely personal decision, and I believe that God has made it clear that this is the route that we should pursue at this time. My oncologist has given me his consent as I pursue this option. He has ordered a PET scan, that is a full body scan, for this Friday at 2 so that we can track my progress before and after I return. Please pray for that PET scan. It is very emotional to prepare for those, knowing that they are looking to see how much the cancer has been on the move. I may not hear the results of this scan until after I have left the country. I will try to post from Mexico so I can let you know how things are going. As ever, thank you for hanging in here with us, loving us, praying for us, and reading these posts. One of the things that I'll remark on as I look back 
in time on this post that Katie made. I know uh, what a burden she carried as she faced the end of the road of conventional, if you will, cancer treatment and the prospect that she needed to pursue alternative treatment. And by the way, a friend had basically made this financially an option for us at that time. And Katie was pursuing this route because she wanted to satisfy herself for the sake of her kids that she had done everything that was possible to beat the progress of cancer. And uh, it was a burden for her. I mean, you can see practically But if you listen to her words, what she's talking about is the kids, her mom, the stress that it is on the family, the people who are rallying around her to help out, the girls who were watching her kids while we were gone, Denise coming down to watch the kids for that second week. It's all about how others are helping, how others are burdened by the things that she's going through. I mean, honestly, there's a sentence or two in that post about her own feelings or the burden that she was carrying, even though it was great. And I love that about her. And I think it's such a model for us as we walk through our own trying times that uh, we trust God with our future. We don't cover up uh, the difficulty that it is for us but we continue to look toward the people who are around us with gratitude towards God and loving service toward the people who are around us. That's the way that Katie lived her life. I hope that you find encouragement from that. If you do, as always, pass on the word that there are good things here. Thanks for joining. 